Computer, initialize Holosuite. Holosuite Media. Listeners, and welcome back to The Voyages, a Star Trek podcast about the Kirks and their crews from the original series and the Kelvin films. I'm Allie Black, and hosting with me as always today are Mike Burse and Chris Hill. How are you guys today? Pretty good. Doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty well as, as well. Um, but I do have an interesting story from today. We were, uh, uh, Heather and I were getting sort of like a brunch lunch type thing and decided to go to, the, to our local comic book store. and. As we were driving, we were lined by a bunch of uh, mega fans. We'll, we'll we'll say. So yeah, oh. so that was that was kind of interesting. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they were they were spouting you know the the Trump twenty twenty thing, and Heather's like, "Not if I can help it." And me, I'm like, you know, I'm giving. I'm say I said, "Live long and prosper" in my best Quinto '09 voice. And as as we drove by, we gave them sarcastic Vulcan salutes. I would just say live long and suck it, but I don't think we can put that on the podcast. <laughs> uh, we, had, we had a fun time today, too. Took the kids out for a bike ride, and my middle daughter still has training wheels, and she rode a slightly different bike, and the whole time she was screaming oh. that she didn't like the bike, but she didn't want to stop biking, <laughs> and she didn't want to go home. So it was like a 20-minute bike ride around the street. Around our house, and she's just screaming at the top of it. <laughs> <laughs> Poor thing. She came home and had a nap. I, oh, I would want her. a nap after that, too. <laughs> Me, too. I wanted to. <laughs> I just want a nap. <laughs> <laughs> so, to keep up to date on all the news and updates from the Voyages, be sure to follow the Voyages pod on Twitter and Facebook. Also, subscribe and leave us a review whenever you listen to your podcasts. This week, we're going to be doing a commentary on the Season 3 opener, Spock's Brain. So, let's get started. Mike? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, got me off guard there. How you doing? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Did you want to get us started on Spock's Brain? (laughs) Now now I'm ready. (laughs) Caught you off guard. It's like, yes, what do you want? <laughs> okay. Okay, so I think you said, Chris, that you have the non-remastered version. I've got Netflix in Canada here. We've got the remastered okay. version. What kind of version do you have, Allie? I watch it on Crave, so I think it's it's the uh, unmastered version. Okay. Oh, so I'm the only one that gets the fancy effects. <laughs> Okay. Are you guys uh, ready to press play whenever I count down here? Yeah. I've been recording this whole time. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So on, on my mark, we'll start the actual Spock's brain, and then we'll right. talk. All right. <laughs> Three, two, one, mark. Oh, 
Fancy shim. Oh, classic TOS music. Claxon's going. Mm-hmm. I always love the condition alert. It's not red alert, condition alert back in the original. The condition alert. <laughs> now see, you know, I don't know why they didn't use that little prop-up thing more with Sulu. Yeah, it was kind of random when they did use it. I know on Star Trek Continues they had a hell of a time making that work. They had to manually push it up. And there's there's uh, Jimmy doing hiding his World War II wound. <laughs> He's got a new hairstyle again. Yeah. unidentified, high on propulsion, high velocity, though of a unique technology. Any contact, Lieutenant? Feeling on all frequencies, sir. All languages. Oh, yeah. No Unique technology. Now using standard interstellar symbols. Keep trying. Aye, sir. Magnification 10. Aye, sir. It's like the original standard interstellar symbols. <laughs> yeah, you know, I didn't think uh, that they did much remastering on this one, but, you know, watching the unremastered, it's like, yeah, they, 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 they at least changed a few things. <laughs> Because it, it's it's been a while since I've seen it seen it this way. And you know, really, to me, this episode's not that bad. It just I think it gets a lot of flack because they decided to make it the season premiere. Yeah, and the um, director. This is actually his last time directing. He did a whole bunch in seasons one and two, but he didn't like how they slashed the budget on this. Well, I consider this probably one of my least favorite episodes, but whenever I do a rewatch, I do try and focus on the more campy and fun theme to it. Uh, In this way, then I can at least enjoy the undertone of the friendship between Kirk and Bones and Spock, and Bones talking about Spock's Vulcan physiology keeps him alive, and that he also cannot survive without his brain, and the big eye roll of Kirk's appreciation for those delightful aspects. Oh no, everybody's falling asleep. I love the <laughs> the little control panel with the different colored buttons and the mong oh. sound. <laughs> I think I, I don't think Majel meant to hit her head that hard. <laughs> yeah. music was always so great in the original mm-hmm. yay opening credits time space <laughs> the final frontier these are the voyages of the starship Enterprise. so do you guys remember the first time you watched this mission to explore strange new worlds to seek out new life I wish I could say um but I can't because it's been on reruns so often. I feel like I've seen Act 4 so many times. Oh, blue Star Trek letters. Yes, yes. Season 3 had the blue, and uh, it's also the second year for having DeForest Kelly there above the line. Because season see, season 1 didn't have it, but season 2, they, I think both Bill and Leonard made sure that he got above the line. 
Yeah, I think the first time I saw this was on the rerun, like on Spike TV and Canada or something. Dramatic shot of the Enterprise. Well, everybody's still sleeping. Uh, Lee Cronin, who wrote this, is actually uh, Gene Alcoon. Yeah. But he had to use a pseudonym because he wasn't, um, he was under contract somewhere else at the time, I think. Yeah, yeah Writer's Guild contracts are crazy sometimes. Oh, hey, time to wake up, everybody. <laughs> change from last meeting, sir. This report from all decks, Lieutenant. I said it. Fark, where's Fark? Yes, what is it? You better come down to sick bay. Alright, on my way. I always love DeForest. He can make things sound so urgent. Come sick bay right now! <laughs> I actually, I really love the urgency and the bewilderment, and actually the wonder that, that uh, Bones has when they find Spock on the biobed and they realize he only has 24 hours. Spock, what happened? I found him on the table. Like this? No, not like this. What happened? I just want to give know. her some pants to wear. <laughs> <laughs> Skirts are so life. short. Was he dead? And I, and I like how how David Mack kind of explained that there in Harbinger. What do you mean? That you know it was a decision made on, from on high about it, and they're like, yeah, okay, whatever, we'll deal with right. it. <laughs> oh no, his brain's gone. <laughs> his brain. <laughs> His head's pretty intact for not having a brain. Yeah. Oh, Majel. Nothing ripped, nothing torn. No bleeding. I love Majel Barrett. His brain is missing. And Spock is dying. No. An incredible Vulcan physique hung on to the. Yeah, it's kind of a. They did kind of do a throwback to Trouble with Tribbles there. or Yeah, Trouble with Tribbles with. Kirk kind of repeating no what what or the, the line that was just said. That girl. I... On the background there is the thing that sure. Kirk's got to use to do his physical with the lay on his back and push him with his legs. Dramatic stare. Sorry, I had to interrupt there. <laughs> <laughs> Dramatic Shatner stare. <laughs> He got a lot more Shatner by the third season, as opposed to playing a character. He stopped. I think he stopped being Kirk and decided to be like, you know what? I'm just going to be Shatner being Kirk. It's like McCoy's shiny shirt, shiny medical shirt. We'll have to take him with us. Easier to take stains out of. In search of his brain, Doctor. From what you say, the moment we find it, we must restore it to his body or we lose him. Jim, where are you going to look in this whole galaxy? I need to learn how to do my one eyebrow. Where are you going to look for Spock's brain? That, that, I, I can only do the right it? side consistently. The left side's a little, little off. <laughs> Even if you do, I can't restore it. I don't have the medical <laughs> technique. That's more than what I can do. <laughs> I've been teaching the kids how to do it. It drives their mother nuts. The thief that took it has the knowledge. Imagine how hard it'd be for Leonard Nimoy to. If you don't find it in 24 hours, you better forget the whole thing, Jeff. How hard it'd be for Leonard Nimoy just to lay there that long? 
Oh, I, I I think I saw just a slight movement. It was either it was either him or or uh, Scotty hitting the the sheet. At this point, if people are watching, they'll have to rewind it just to see. But you know. This is the only time they actually saw people in front of the view screen too. They rear projected it. Normally, they put it in in post, but this is the only episode they did this. So you guys see Kirk walk right up to it. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't know that. Uh, and, and you can tell they definitely perfected it by the 80s because you always saw everybody in front of the view screen on Next Gen. You know, I kind of think it might have been fun if, uh, if instead of Trouble with Tribbles or... Uh, piece of the action they did Spock's brain for Deep Space Nine. <laughs> that would have been an interesting concept. <laughs> How some randomly have the earpiece in. Like, for her has got it, makes sense, but then, like, Chekhov has it. Well, I think he's monitoring over at Science, because mm-hmm. he, we do see him over at the Science Station every so often, too. But she went into that system. Mr. Chekhov, put a schematic of Sigma Draconis on the screen. It's got to be wholly uncomfortable to stick that thing in your ear. <laughs> Read out, Mr. Chekhov. Sun spectral type. You know, another thing I was thinking about is how wholly uncomfortable Uhura looks sitting there, reaching across her desk. <laughs> yeah, it's not very ergonomic. <laughs> no. Only original. Now, I'm going to ask you guys, because you're both Canadian, do you guys say schematic or schematic? I say schematic. Yeah, I say schematic. Okay, because cause Shatner said schematic. Shatner is weird. <laughs> <laughs> you say sabotage, I say sabotage. <laughs> Speaking of which, I, I loved, I loved the, the, the vignette that Vic did where he's doing barrage as, as Shatner. Shatner, stare. I love these layouts that they have of the um, solar systems back in the day. It's like hand-drawn almost. Number six. No sign of industrial development. At last report in a glacial age. Sapient life, plentiful, but on a most primitive level. As I understand you, Mr. Chekhov, there are three classes. Glacial age. What happened? Was it global warming? Did their leaders ignore climate change? Thank you, Mr. Chekhov. Captain, I'm I always thought Chekhov was much shorter than Kirk, but seeing them together, they're actually pretty close. The source of them. It could be natural. Volcanic activity, steam, any of a number of causes. But it's very regular. What do your surface readings show, Mr. Chekhov? No sign of organized civilization. Primitive humanoids picked up at irregular intervals. I kind of feel in this episode we we have a little bit more of stereotypical Kirk, where he kind of talks a little bit more like how we make fun of him. Little. More like Shatner talks. (laughs) Yes, it's Shatner speak. (laughs) Although I did like the the Kirk moment when facing the possibility of not finding Spock in time, he will die. I like a technological that rating of only three. They couldn't possibly have put that ship we saw into space. None of these planets. A technical, technological rating of only three. Who makes that scale? <laughs> I say planet four, Captain. I, I would At guess the Vulcan High, com- high Command made it, and we just adopted it. Yeah, probably like the M class Mishara planets. Yeah. What would they want with his brain? Mm-hmm. What would they want with Mr. Spock's brain? What use is it? Why do they want it? Yes, why would they want it? Eight hours and 34 minutes. That is a good question, O'Hara. Planet six is glaciated, you say? 
Several thousand years at least. Only the tropical zone is ice free. But the energy. Regular. It's there. It's real. Yeah, that's definitely Shatner. Sir, energy. Regular. It doesn't make sense, but it's, it's there. <laughs> Have the transporter room stand by. I'm taking a landing. The shot is very sea. institutional yes, looking sir. for the bridge. A hunch, Captain. A hunch, Mr. Sewell. It's kind of nice this episode. I forgot without Spock being on the bridge, you get Kirk having to rely on the rest of the crew a lot more. Yeah, and and they get more to do other than other than you know, course laid in, exactly fire weapons, (laughs) killing frequencies open. Kirk stare. Yeah, the remastered version too. We get to see a better version of this planet. Yeah, because on the unremastered, it's just like a blue ball looking thing like like one of those styrofoam balls they spray painted blue <laughs> okay so clearly I've been playing too much PlayStation because at this moment when they beam down to Draconis I, all I could think about was I was waiting for a cameo from Aloy from Horizon Zero Dawn <laughs> whoa this guy needs a haircut <laughs> yeah it's just a little bit maybe a beard trim too And then we transition to the Geico commercial. Atmosphere is perfectly all right, of course. Temperature. It's like I'm not getting any readings at all on this thing, Captain. You have a six. It's like it's a prop. They never had a. They never had a. A agreed upon way of looking at it. You see, Chekhov has it like yeah. laid out. Spock sometimes is looking at it backwards, and yeah, and other times it's you know similar similar to this where he's just kind of holding it up. And... Yeah. I think I like like the way that the Bones uses his, his tricorder better. Just he's, he's got the instruments and just waving it. Yeah, just waving <laughs> it around. love the boots these guys have. They look like Uggs. Really fancy Uggs. Yeah. And I'm sure they didn't cost as much as Uggs do. <laughs> <laughs> but they only have one arm in the in the furry sleeve. Yeah. So that makes me think they do have a little bit more intelligence that that's their battle arm. Yeah, so yeah, something to defend themselves oh, with. I was going to say bit. it makes me think they're a little bit more dumb because they could <laughs> put it on another arm. <laughs> <laughs> Are they gonna have a dance off? <laughs> yeah, it looks like it. I, I, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just waiting to hear the thriller beginning. <laughs> well, you look at the red shirts; you're just standing straight up. You wonder where they get killed. Yeah. <laughs> Take some cover, buddy. Oh no, toad rocks. That must have just been the 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 scare them off stunt setting. Run, Forrest, run. We're not your enemies, we're your friends. Yeah, and even Scotty was using it the same way Chekhov is. Yeah, it seems like in this episode they're like, ah, oh, we're gonna do this. You are not the others. No, we come from a far place. We are men. I do I do like this part. I like how uh, I how like Kirk yourselves. handled the morgue and, you know, he's not small. their enemy. Yeah. 
like the others. You're small. Who are the others? <laughs> of pain. Yeah, like when you rewatch re this, the really campy part gets in where they have Spock walking around, but yeah. aside from that, it's pretty solid overall. Yeah, and I like how in Deep Space Nine they, they did that with uh, Keevan. Yeah, it was Keevan. In the uh, Magnificent Ferengi, right? Yeah. They come for all like us. Do they come for your women as well? Oh, I kind of like their ranks on their the sleeves in the original. Yeah. Now they're like the braids. Just mm -hmm. something nice and different than this hips. Yeah, and and to me it's easier to, to figure out what they are with the braids than it is with the with the pips, because sometimes you can't see the pips well. Yeah, and like the ensigns don't get anything on their sleeves. It's so easy to tell. But that, that's where you'd have trouble... Uh, determining uh, the enlisted from from an ensign, so the, it, it it does have its flaws, but it's still fairly easy. See, I always thought those fancy jumpsuits they had were the enlisted. Okay, yeah. that's the that's my headcanon for it. <laughs> oh, this guy's furry arm thing get was on his other arm before. Yeah, got flipped. Yeah. Let him go, let him go. You run red shirts. I'm, I'm not authorized to let you get killed this mission. Let him go. <laughs> <laughs> this is only the first episode of season three. We need to save some of you guys. <laughs> I mean, I said it before, but I do like Scotty and Chekhov get a lot more to do in this episode. Yeah. Yeah, so right now, I, mean, I guess we can we can presume that, that McCoy's up, up on the ship figuring out how to get Spock to walk. What do you think? It could be a warning device to keep those creatures away from the food. Or the food could be a lure set by the others to bring them in here. In that case, the beam would be a signal. And this cave, a trap. If it will trap the creatures for the others, Captain... Yeah, like, this really just shows the rest of the crew is very capable, because a lot of these originals... Like all TV back then, the three stars get all the time, and the rest kind of were filled in. Mm -hmm. And I think this kind of did say, hey, you know, here in the third season, we're going to try and get these guys a little bit more as best we can. But Yeah, it makes you wonder what would happen if they kept going. Oh, and we get Spock. The control looks like one of those, <laughs> one of those old uh, TV remotes with the big buttons on it. All right, Bones. I, I do like how they, they did put the emphasis emphasis on how complicated and unknown a procedure it was to take out Spock's brain, let alone put it back. Uh, but, you know, Bones is able to use uh, a device as complicated as a brain in a basic sense to kind of steer <laughs> Spock around, even though it's pretty funny. <laughs> well, this... Um jumpsuit that Spock's wearing the green one is actually the same one from this side of paradise when he's on the planet and he's it's my weekend wear <laughs> it's weekend <laughs> now I I do like how how they didn't sh didn't tell Nimoy hey there's gonna be a bush there you might want to watch out for it <laughs> <laughs> it might be a long wait we may as well be comfortable 
I always like how they can heat up the rocks with the phasers. I like that line, tell Chekhov to beam down my stomach. <laughs> <laughs> Let's all pretend that it's a war block. Yes, yes. It doesn't take long to heat up either. No. What source? Either a nuclear pile a hundred miles across, or ion power. Love how ion power is such a huge thing back then. Yeah. Nuclear and ion. Ion ion power would still be pretty huge today if we could get it going. (laughs) Yeah. The one thing that's cool in in, uh, most of the episodes is is how excited they get when they see new things. I realize that they're scientists and they like that, but I do like that they emphasize it for the viewers. Yay! Stun her before she stuns you. (laughs) Those are some fancy boots. Yeah. Makes you wonder if they're made for walking. (laughs) <laughs> I wasn't going to say that, but... <laughs> In Vancouver, we have a shoe designer named John Fluvog, and he has shoes, boots that are similar to those. Oh, nice. Kind of reminds sure. me of that. So you got one of those jumpsuits and some of those boots. Yep. <laughs> it's all about a night on the town. Although Kirk assumes that the one in charge is a him. Wish to speak to him. Which is a sign of the times. I mean, yeah. yeah. No change in reading. She doesn't know. This, I, I, I gotta say, this kind of reminds me a little bit of Soylent Green. I don't know if anybody's ever seen that movie. I love it. But there's a part where Charlton Heston takes over this apartment and it comes equipped with a woman in there. And it just, I don't know why, but it just, it always makes me think of that scene when I see this part right here. You are not Imorg, you are not Morg. What are you? You are not Morg, you are not Imorg. Jim, it's no use. You'll get nothing out of that one. Hers is the mind of a child. Yeah, and I like how how Bones is like, hey, she's not going to understand what you're going to say, so don't even try. Is that you? Captain. Captain Kirk. Oh, oh. there's Spock. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I kind of like how, or yeah, for the, when, uh, I, I think when Nimoy saw this one, he's like, oh, sweet, all I gotta do is just stand there and you guys can record my lines later. Okay. <laughs> Easy week for me. But he's unblinking for so long, I have to blink just watching this. You can barely see him breathe. It won't be long. Practical idea, Captain. It seems unlikely that I shall be able to get. I love the forest's facial expressions. There she is. See, and now Scotty's in charge of the engineering bit. Oh no! Nice toques. Ah! (laughs) Okay, so. You know, again, I've been playing too much PlayStation because every time I see the iMorgs, I think, like, those are really nice skins for the female fighters in Mortal Kombat. (laughs) (laughs) The 60s hair they put on these women, too. Oh. It's crazy. The fashion of the time was awesome. Yeah, I couldn't even imagine trying 
trying to get your hair long enough to actually do a beehive, like with your own hair and not have it be a wig. I like how, they, how she's telling all of her friends what had happened to her. Very dramatically, too. These belts they gotta wear. Fancy stuff. Portable mini agonizers. Now it makes you makes you makes you think if they uh, decided to reverse engineer it to make the life belts for the animated series. Yeah. <laughs> I like those light fixtures in the back. <laughs> oh, they're so sixty. Yeah. <laughs> I love stuff like My that. My grandma had one of those you in her basement. <laughs> Some on the ship. You have his brain. It must be restored to him immediately. What have you done with it? Ah, uh, yes, brain. You spoke to Luma also of brain, but we do not understand. I do not One of my favorite lines Luma. is coming up. But you were on the Enterprise. I saw you. We do not oh, I think I know what line you're talking about. <laughs> we know only here below and here above. This is our place. You are not Morg. You are stranger. I saw you on my ship. Jim. Remember, or even really know, disassociation could be complete. Doesn't seem possible she could have performed surgery on Spock. You notice Kirk's oh, always got his hands and clenches them up like fists. It is not permitted again to hurt. Always, always ready to get us or, or uh, leading towards the pop culture of him always ready to fight. You wish to return to your home. You Spock, sit up, please. That's making my back hurt. <laughs> yeah, he's just no. like, ugh. Hunched over. Looks like you drank too much the night before. <laughs> yeah, I'll say he got a little too much Andorian ale. Yes, for instance, above it's cold. Robbed him in whiskey. Oh no, that's not allowed. Not whiskey. <laughs> and no, he shouldn't have chased it with Andorian whiskey. Stronger than than Romulan. No sun, but there's light. I wish to talk to those in charge. In charge. Yes, the organizers, the managers. This episode, it makes me honestly really excited to do the Bones deep dive because I, I like how Bones portrays himself in this episode throughout the whole thing. Who controls this complex? Control. He's very much the translator for Kirk. And the voice of reason when Kirk's getting upset. Yeah, telling him like they don't understand. No, it is not permitted. Never. Controller is alone, apart. We serve controller. Oh no, I'm not permitted to meet the controller. No, 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 I promise you. We just want to talk to somebody about Spock's brain, that's all. Brain and brain, what is brain? Brain and brain, what is brain? <laughs> that's my that's my favorite line from this one. That'd be such an awkward line to say, too. But she did it so well. Spock's. She played up the confusion extremely well for this. Scotty's like, that's bloody mad, but I like it. 
But like seeing those three together, it, I just it just makes your heart happy because look at it's the Star Trek couple or crew. <laughs> I just love them. I mean, I'll probably say it a million times. Stuff was just it's nice to see people other than Kirk, Spock, and McCoy too. Mm-hmm. Give them something to. With, with this third season, though, <clears throat> I think if they started with or you know did a premiere with anything besides Spock brain or Spock's brain and finished it with anything other than um, Turnabout Intruder, I think the third season would be just about as regarded or well regarded as the first or the second. Yeah, because there is there's a lot of good in this season. They've just got a couple duds in it. And they just happen to use those to <laughs> to bookend it. I'm holding the Enterprise in orbit about planet. Mike and Chris, I know you each have one of those hats for your weekend wear. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'd have to find it, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> but I do like that we have uh, Sulu here, here in the captain's chair. Yeah, and I think this is the third and only time that he's in the captain's chair in the whole series. I never felt anything like that. Every nerve on my body was on fire. I wouldn't believe the human organism could take such pain. I... These are on to stay for a while. Uh, must be a magnetic lock of some kind. One of the morgues are so obedient. The magnetic lock and McCoy's just moving it all over the place. <laughs> How is this place kept functioning? The guy is big. women could never have set up anything as complex as this has to be. Well, that takes engineering genius. But there's no sign of engineering genius in any of uh, There's a part coming up I really like. To invent these training devices and what a way to maintain control over a man. Pain and delight he set up above. I'm sure you noticed. Well, there's, there's another way, Jim, but it's it's not decent for aspects. 60s TV or even today. So. <laughs> well, you notice both Turnabout Intruder and this one are both kind of dead episodes, and they both portray women in not such a great light, right? Which is unusual for the for the series in general. Is there a way to correct that situation? I love this part. And Spock's just chilling. Yeah. Doesn't blink at all with all that going on. Everybody was Kirk Foo yep. fighting. <laughs> <laughs> There's the double fist. Yeah, there's a flying kick. Okay, there's check that one off. All right, now we can get our stuff and get out of here. <laughs> Scotty's hair is perfect. And Kirk is a little disheveled. Come on, Spock. Spock, you are on this frequency, Spock. Yes, Captain. I am still here. Have you returned to the Enterprise? Oh, he blinked. No. There it again. It's riveting commentary. I'm counting blanks. <laughs> yeah, maybe we should go through now and watch every episode of the original series and count how many times Spock blinks. What am I? You are a disembodied brain. Fascinating. It could explain much, Doctor. My medulla oblongata. Of course, you'd say fascinating to that. Apparently, pumping blood. Mm-hmm. 
Spock, we don't have time for that. <laughs> Spock, shut up. By coming here. <laughs> we came to put you back. Where are you? Back where? Back into your body. We brought it along with us. Thoughtful, Captain. But probably impractical. Thoughtful well, that you brought my body with you. Thanks for Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Big props there. Oh, wait just a damn minute. <laughs> to remove it exists right where we are. Restoring it must also be possible. That's why we we've got to get to you as quickly as we can. Captain, I appreciate the risks you are taking in my behalf. But I must insist that they are worthwhile only if there is a reason. Although the comparison he says to like Lance Boyle compared to brain surgery is a, is a bit condescending. Yeah. Point. Yeah. Dr. McCoy must have told you that 24 hours. Got to get his digs in. Well, McCoy can't smack him around. That leaves us exactly five hours and 48 minutes, Spock. It does seem and McCoy's like, yeah, we've already covered this, Spock. You may think I'm just a dumb hick that, that's an old country doctor, but I know what I'm talking about. Acknowledged. Got it. All right, time to get everybody moving. <laughs> I like the, the clicking motion that it's making with, whenever they're moving him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I say not not quite not quite military precision on, on his his turn there, but that's okay. He's being controlled, so mm-hmm. <laughs> Although Kirk keeps looking back at Spock when he talks to him. Yeah. I, I kind of think that might have been a, a, a build decision and not a director decision. That would make plenty of sense. I like that Spock was kind of enjoying his time in the main computer rather than feeling trapped by it. Keep concentrating, Spock. Be quite the experience for him. Keep concentrating, Spock. Yeah. Must be Jim, I know what I'm doing too. Oh, <laughs> 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 Going down again. Let's see, you know, this is why you always carry a brainless body with you, so that way you can figure out a way to escape all this. <laughs> you notice when Shatner goes down, he won't roll right on his back because that stupid thing on his back. Yeah, I, I laughed really hard at this this part coming up. <laughs> it's like Jaws. Dun, 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 dun. This is the right button, I hope so. There we go. Some precision controls. You can grab and push buttons and... Resist. There they go. <laughs> 
time for a nap. <laughs> Glad I'm done with that. This girdle's bad enough. <laughs> bye bye, mini agonizers. It is a, I mean, it's a bit frustrating to watch the women be so intellectually behind, but mm-hmm. it does fit with the premise of what they're trying to do in this show. And you have to take into consideration the time that this happened. Yeah, it's just unfortunate of the time because there are so many ways you could have done this and done it much better. Again, I could, I, but I could just see the, the execs in the bean counter saying, yeah, it's not going to work if we have men be like this. It's got to be women. Sorry, but it's yeah, got to be put women. Put them in short skirts and put them in short skirts and make them dumb. I feel like Spock saying, indeed, Captain, that's unquestionably what I'm doing was, thank you, Captain Obvious. down here seem to be almost atrophied because of non-use. She was on the Enterprise. She must have done it. How did you do it? It was the old knowledge. I guess this one would explain it. Mental faculties are not being used down here, so they're not not needed. needed. Oh, hey, that's convenient. I scan it. A most impressive store. That's a fancy looking hat right there. Now, if you could have something that could teach you to do anything in the world like this, what would you guys have? I cannot. You must tell us. Teach my kids how to listen. (laughs) 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 I'd teach myself how to drive a Formula One car. There you go. This always reminded me of of the Matrix when Trinity's asking Tank for a helicopter program. Oh yeah. But then too, this is where we start seeing some really good Bones phrases. Good, just good McCoy. Now I think we'll be getting some. Switches and dials. That is a really technical control panel. I mean, at the time, I guess, when you think about it, they didn't have computers in their houses, so anything with lots of blinking lights was... That's just what they thought computers were. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Without me, Captain. Without you, there could be no delicate miracle that kept Spock's brain alive. Thank you, Doctor. That was very gracious. Yeah. From the very first. I mean, good acting for her, right? She's going two polar opposite characters. Then you will also appreciate that. Yeah, and I kind of wanted to know, would would have liked to know the casting process on this. It's like, okay. We know, and I can I can just see you know the the casting directors or well more 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 the execs sitting in and being like hey you know we know you can be hysterical but can you be smart like this being, being condescending <laughs> okay now do it dumber yeah <laughs> now, now do it smarter and, and I can see some some of those being being let go but like 
yeah, no, that's not what we're looking for. And, and they're like, I'm doing exactly what you're saying, dummy. <laughs> well, I can't be any dumber than this. If I was any dumber, I'd be you. But Spock will be dead. His body is dying this minute. Why do you not understand that the need of my people for their controller is greater than your need for the your needs friend? The needs of the many again. Yeah. No one may kill a man. Not for any purpose. It cannot be condoned. Do not. I do not know killing. I do not wish to kill. Uh-oh. <sighs> Way to go, Scott. The commandment must be fulfilled. Yeah, yes, you know. Fake, fake, fake a stomach bug. You never know if that'll, that'll work. <laughs> Gets him every time. See, that was Kirk. He would have just cold clocked her. How long does the knowledge last? Three of your hours. There would be just enough time. If you had the knowledge, could you restore what you've taken? I would not. I like her look of defiance there. That's a good one. <laughs> you must restore with that knowledge what you have taken. No. You must put back what you have taken. I will not betray my people. The controller will stay. Take that. Yeah. Part. Gauntlet mm -hmm. thrown down. Dramatic pause. <laughs> Chewing some scenery. Her. It might work for me. She is an alien. The configurations of her brain are different. It could cause irreparable damage to your human brain, Doctor. Quite logical there, Spock. <laughs> I can learn these techniques, I might be able to retain them. Captain, you might lose the doctor that way. Right away, he's he thinking about retaining the techniques, sure to too. If I, don't try. I cannot allow you to jeopardize your life for me. Spock, didn't you hear? I might be able to retain and bring these techniques to the world. Jim, isn't it worth that risk? Wouldn't you insist yeah, it, on taking such a risk yourself? I, I, for here, I think McCoy's just thinking of the... the greater advancement of medical science not to get his name in the history books plus trying to save his friend no. oh yeah he's more fascinated by the actual procedures and, and the knowledge than than the fame and glory that would go with it Scotty's like over here let's dance <laughs> <laughs> like alright I don't know about this Jim but let's try it okay Jim give me a perm <laughs> <laughs> It matches the fuzzy boots he took from the yeah. from the morgues. <laughs> I like that we get get to see his pinky ring make an appearance this episode. I was gonna say, I didn't notice that before. guys are wasting precious seconds that could you know i don't know make you forget what you need to do and have spock dictate what goes next <laughs> yeah he's kind of running out of time guys <laughs> but we need the dramatic pauses yeah that's true he's probably looking directly at a bright light 
when he's doing this brain surgery. Terrible for your eyes. And I like how they've just kind of sectioned off the top half of, of the, the head there. <laughs> it doesn't look like a very comfortable thing to have your head stuck in. No. <laughs> But at least his bangs are still impeccable. Yes, yes. <laughs> You'll be much better off, I think. We will die. No. And this is another like typical Kirk of I'm gonna change your civilization. You'll be good. Yeah. See you guys later. I won't come back to check on you. <laughs> uh, this will just be a footnote on my captain's log. Starfleet won't won't be back. Surprise! These people didn't come back from like Congress. Yeah. We will die above in the cold. Ooh, that 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 could have been interesting. If uh, um, Nicholas Meyer chose this instead of space seed, survived under worse conditions. It's a matter of evolution. Oh no! Chloe's losing it. Oh no! What is it? He's forgetting. Why can't I? Watch. It's not something you want to be like any meeny miny mo about, no. it, right? In the original script for this, too, he was actually going to screw up a few of the nerve connections. So every time Spock sneezed, he actually laughed. <laughs> that would have been cool. <laughs> yeah. So then the idea was that Spock had to basically relearn how to sneeze and laugh when he wanted to. They took that out. No one can restore a brain. You could. A while ago, was I love that line, trying to thread a needle with a sledgehammer. And Kirk's getting a little frustrated. Just do it, McCoy. Get it done. Dr. McCoy has lost the surgical knowledge he obtained from the teacher. He has been drawing on his own skills in surgical techniques. Here's some Twilight Zone music there for some reason. <laughs> then we get the, the montage of, of looking at all the faces with, with Bones concerned and trying to figure out what he needed to do next. Jimmy Doohan does a really good concerned face. Well, I and I can't stop it. Well, <laughs> Dr. McCoy, Spock. If you will finish reconnecting my speech center, I might be able to help. Well, that's convenient. Hook up his mouth. Yeah. <laughs> Which leads to another good Bones line. Yeah. Yeah, that's my favorite line that's of this. The Vulcan telling him how to operate. Now, Doctor. <laughs> try the sonic separator. Sonic separator. Yes, I believe I already have... Ooh, sonic separator. Is that like a sonic screwdriver? simulate the nerve endings <laughs> and observe the physical reactions one by one. And speaking of sonic screwdrivers, what, what would that taste like as a drink? Using the tri-laser connector. Tri-laser connector. A sonic screwdriver. <laughs> Ready. It would have to be made with tonic water so that it would kind of glow under a black light. Yeah. Correct. We should do an episode of the original series drinks. Ready. That would be fun. Correct. 
I can think of so many ways you can make bloopers out of this. <laughs> Correct. Reconnect my finger. Flip <laughs> <Yeah>. off. And... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, they must be coming at DeForest with a spray bottle between every take. They got him sweating so much here. Yeah, spritz him down, make, make it look like sanitary. he's really sweating this one out. Mask on. You're operating on a brain. Honestly, Scotty looks like he's got a toot, but he's holding it in. Yeah. <laughs> Because he doesn't know it if it's going to be worse than a fart. <laughs> the fluid balance is correct, but... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where what that smell is coming it? from, Captain. <laughs> what if I blow a nerve ending? Congratulations, <laughs> <laughs> Doctor. <laughs> William Shartner. <laughs> okay, I'm done. <laughs> A remarkable example of a retrograde civilization at the peak, advanced beyond any of our capabilities, and now operating at this and just like that. You saw. I and love this began, part. Thousands of years ago, when a glacial age, <laughs> you see this underground. They're like, yeah, let's just let them talk, and then the men remained above. And somebody will say, tell them to shut up. <laughs> a fascinating cultural development of a kind I which has it was wrong. I shouldn't have done it. What's that? I should have never reconnected his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> should have never reconnected his mouth. <laughs> well, we took the risk, Doctor. We took the risk. As I was saying, a fascinating culture. <laughs> oh, you keep going. <laughs> As I was saying, yeah. Oh. Wow. Uh, and you know, I like how. <laughs> I like how the uh, the original series will usually end in a laugh like this. And... Yeah, they always have their little chuckle at the end. Now, see, I, what I'm wondering is, as we're reading Vanguard, with the the EV suits were like like these on the Tholian web, or if they were like from uh, Naked Time. Oh, oh the um. Where it's basically just a the fancy, shower, yeah, the fancy curtains. shower curtains. Also part of my weekend wardrobe. Fancy shower <laughs> curtains? <laughs> actually, when you talk about Tholian Web, the um, part of the score for this episode was actually used during the playback of Kirk's final message there. Okay. And then the battle music from the episode was used in Day of the Dove, I think it was, with Kang, if that's the right one. Yeah, Kang was in when Day of the Dove. Sword fight. Yeah, so they re reused some of the stuff. Budget slashes for season three. So, all right, yeah, that was, that was Spock's brain. So, <clears throat> what's, what's our... It was enjoyable to watch that with you guys and do the commentary. Yes, I I did enjoy myself too. How about you, Mike? Yeah, I had a good time. It's nice to talk to somebody other than an eight year old about stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and and, and trying to explain some of this stuff from the sixties to yeah, them. <laughs> and then you know we we've got we've got jokes that we can we can pass or pass along and all understand. Mm-hmm. So, are there any final thoughts from anybody about Spock's brain? Really, it's not that bad. It's it's enjoyable, it's fun. Pop it in. <laughs> it's it's not one of my top five favorites, right. but 
I mean, and, and I'd love to comment on how this theme of the show has a deeper meaning, like the morality of extending life and the knowledge we can gain and all that. But I think for me, honestly, I just, I just like to take it at face value and enjoy the campiness of it. Yeah. I think there's really two pieces of this episode that I enjoy the most. It's having the other characters like Scott mm-hmm. and Chekhov and Suva getting more time. And then McCoy in this episode just has some classic McCoy moments and lines. Yeah. Like if you just take it, like you said, Allie, at face value and enjoy the campiness of it, it's an enjoyable watch. And you get some good laughs. The outfits are amazing. The Voyages, a Star Trek original, animated, and Kelvin timeline podcast, is hosted and produced by Allie Black, myself, Chris Hill, and Mike Burse, and is a part of the Holosuite Media Podcast Network. To keep up to date with all the news and updates from The Voyages, be sure to follow The Voyages TOS on Twitter and Facebook. You can find Allie on Twitter at Enzo underscore McAllen with two C's and two L's, myself at the Chris Hill, and Mike is on Twitter at MikeBurst6. To join the Holosuite Media Community Discussion Group, simply type the Nexus in the Facebook search bar, and we'll see you there. Thanks for listening, and until next time, remember that risk is our business. This show is brought to you by Holosuite Media. Computer, list other available Holosuite Media programs. Loading Holosuite Preview Program for The Expanse, a Star Trek Enterprise podcast. And then the second mention, again, love letter to TNG, when Archer and Tripp are sharing their scotch, and then Archer says, well, here's to the next generation. And I was like, oh! Why are there so many nods in this episode for TNG fans like Amy to be like, oh my God, yeah, next year. They had movies and everything. They just had a film three years before or two years before. And yet I'm here as an Enterprise fan waiting for something. Right, (laughs) yeah. Give me anything that makes me feel like, oh yeah, four years of Enterprise. Loading Holosuite preview program for There Are Four Questions, a Star Trek Spotlight podcast. I feel like they're starting to open it up to a lot of people. And I think that we need, uh, like, young people, we're, we're, the, we're the future. Like, you're the future. You, you can dictate how you want to change the world. And if you feel like you want to be whatever you want to be, don't ever let anybody tell you that you can't. Because you can do whatever you want. You know, and I, I tell people that all the time. I'm like, don't give up. Because you never know what you can do until you do it. Loading Holosuite Preview Program for Ladies Trek Library, Women with a Passion for Star Trek Books. Diane Duane, as a female writer, had to put in, which I liked, having a, a female in command, you know, a Klingon, because um, we, we don't see that as much as the Klingons, with the Klingons. No, um, that's a good point. Uh, yeah, the, uh, the, the Klingon landing party, the head of the Klingon landing party was a woman. And in the original series, we didn't really, did we even see, I don't think we saw any female Klingons in charge at all. Um, and even in the next generation. Computer, deactivate Holosuite.